And good day, everybody. This is Parents B, the Rib. Thanks for joining us on the Rib Illusion. I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything. And we've got a great program, if I do say so myself, today for you. We're going to be hearing from uh, some good friends and newfound friends in Eretz Israel. They're a, uh, a group that has started something that is going to really intrigue you. And it's uh, Aviva Productions and Merkava Studios that have this new audio club for kids. It's really something that uh, we all need to hear about. You may have read about it in Mishpacha magazine. They're going to be coming on board. And then we're going to have a, a very interesting interview with Rabbi Mordechai Fuchs from, er- from uh, actually Lakewood. I was going to say Eretz Israel, but Lakewood has a lot to do with Eretz Israel, as you may know that. And he's going to be talking about preparing for the Pesach Seder some of the things that we need to know about beer chomets, some things which you may not have known about, some things which I certainly didn't know about. Like, for example, when you when you find those 10 pieces of bread, first of all, you have to set out 10 pieces. And when you do, what happens when you when you burn the chomets? Do you say the bracha right away, or do you have to give it enough time to actually be consumed by the fire? A uh, piece of information, a number of pieces of information that you may not have known and will certainly add to your enjoyment and fulfillment of the requirements of Yontav. And that's going to be dedicated to uh, a remarkable woman whose name was Esther Goldberg, Zeket Sadegas Labracha, who raised a whole family of B'nai Torah that hopefully will be to Dori Duros, and certainly she uh, she laid the foundation. Bracha Esther Bas Alter Chaim Yeshaya. And uh, it's the Fuchs family and the Goldberg family, and we're very happy to dedicate that to them. So I want you to stay tuned. We've got a bunch of good things on board for you. Our listen lines are always open. I want to thank my good friend Iran for taking care of the production chores over here. When things run smoothly, it's because he really tends to it, and we really appreciate that. Freedom. Freedom's just another word for nothing else to lose, as said by Janis Joplin, if you'll pardon my use of, uh, of that name. If you don't know who she was, it doesn't really matter, but uh, to her, it doesn't matter now, I don't think. Uh, she said, freedom's just another word for nothing else to lose. Is that true? No. Of course not. Freedom is when you're able to do that which which you want to do, that which you need to do. But it doesn't mean license. For example, yelling fire in a crowded auditorium, that's not freedom. That's an abuse of the freedom of speech, right? And the greatest Sheba, the greatest servitude, as Rabbi Chaim Pinchas Scheinberg tells us, is when a person has a servitude of the mind. And that's what the Mitzrim, that's what the Egyptians wanted to do to us, was to create a servitude of the mind so that we wouldn't even have time to think we wouldn't have time to be able to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Because when a person's mind is captured and in captivity, then they really do anything. And as a, a friend of mine, Charlie Harari, mentioned at the Chazak event, which was pretty special this past week, he said that everybody is constrained by certain things. There are things that a person would like to be able to do, and for some reason they're, they're stuck, they're held back, whether it has to do with their livelihood, with their family relationships, with their their financial situation, their working relationships, everybody's held back. And he advocated this idea of the only way to be free is when you you mentally prepare yourself. And he was talking about that, that of course, in conjunction with, with Pesach as not being just a mere commemoration of what was, but a celebration of who we are and what we can be and our potential of who we can be. And I'm sure you'll be able to hear that if you go to any of, uh, any of the, uh, the Chazak websites, you'll be able to pick that up. But what we're here to talk about today is preparing for Pesach and being free, freeing our minds so that we can be subservient to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's kind of a little, uh, it seems a little contradictory, right? 
how we become, become free so that we can actually go into the servitude of serving Hashem. But the only way we can really be free is when we bind ourselves to Kaddish Baruch Hu and his Torah and his mitzvahs. So we're going to be talking about that. In fact, when, when we realize that the only way that we can really experience freedom in our lives is when we master our thoughts. And Rabbi Zelig Pliskin really has a beautiful mimer on this and growth through Torah. And that's really what we hear about, right? The best way to personal growth is through the Torah. For That's, uh, that's the raison d'etre of who we are. If you look at all these self-help books, all of them, virtually all of them, in some manner, shape, form, only echo or reiterate that, sh- that which we've already learned or can learn through gleaning the teachings of, of the Torah. The Orachayim comments on a Pasuk that says, by Yosha Hashem B'Yamahu, on that day, a Kaddish Baruch who saved the Yidden from the hand of Mitzrayim. The Orachayim comments that the Torah states that on that day they were saved, which was the day the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians who pursued them, perished in the sea. And even though they were already freed, they were liberated on the day that we left Egypt, Mitzrayim, which means constraints, that which holds us in, they were not really considered saved because they didn't feel secure in relationship to the Egyptians. And we see from this that even though the, the, that in actuality the person in the mice is free, he isn't really considered free unless he personally feels free. You know, you know that story? I actually, I just saw it. It's Minashamayim. I just saw it actually today coming in on the bus on the, uh, the wonderful service provided by um, the MTA Metropolitan Transit in New York. Listen to this. I don't know what it was doing on there. Maybe it was, I guess it was an ad for this guy. But he says, a guy walks into a psychiatrist's office and says, Doctor, I think I'm, uh, I'm a kernel of grain. Piece of grain, you know, the type of things that animals and chickens eat. And he says, you're not a grain, you're not a kernel of grain, you're a man, you're a human being, and a fine human being, and a fine man. And after talking to him for a while, he convinces him that um, that he's really a human being, and a man, and a distinguished person, a person who has great, great things to accomplish, and he's not merely this kernel of a, of, of a grain. He goes out, he feels confident, he feels great. All of a sudden, he comes running back in. He says, doctor, doctor. There's a chicken outside, and I'm terrified. He said, why are you terrified? He said, because, well, I'm scared. He says, he, uh, I'm a grain. He said, wait a second, didn't we just already go through this? We understand that you're not a grain, that you're a man, and you have to understand that. You do understand that. He says, yeah, Doc, I understand it, but does the chicken. Well, the way he perceived reality was the way that he thought that others perceived reality. And sometimes even that perception can translate into what someone else might think. But the fact that he thought that he was a chicken, or rather (laughs) that he was a grain, that he was a kernel of grain, that was enough to transform his perception of himself. And we see that in actuality, even though a person is free, if he or she really doesn't feel that way, then could you really say that they're free? A person who worries and feels insecure is a person who is imprisoned even though they're not behind bars and no one is going to harm him or her. To be truly free, we have to feel that freedom, and that, my friends, is up to us. Your attitude determines your altitude and determines who and where and what you are. That's right. Now, of course, we know Kaddish Baruch controls everything. But we first have to start with our state of mind, wanting to be close to him, wanting to 
be subservient to him, wanting to, to fulfill all the mitzvahs in the Torah and taking that all upon our souls. But a person who's insecure and is imprisoned by his own mind is going to have a difficult time doing that. It's up to us. We've got a great deal of control over our thoughts if we really work on it. After all, that's, that's all we can control, right? We have to control our thoughts. Physically, we can control what we do to a certain you know, degree also. Obviously, we'd hope that we would. But our mind always has things coming across it, coming into it, bombarding our thoughts. But we have to take mastery of it. If you're going to be worried about the future, even though future things might work out just the way you would want them to, but right now, you're suffering. And um, that, that's going to hurt you. But all the suffering is unnecessary. The greater your mastery over your thoughts, the greater freedom will be your experience in life. Rabbi Simcha Zissel of Kelm had such a mastery over his thoughts that at times at the end of the day he would mentally review his thoughts of the day to see what he can improve. Because our mind is really a gift that we have to use. Well, speaking of mind, let me tell you something. There's something called mind theater. You know, when I was uh, doing my graduate work in radio and television and film, we were taught that radio is really an art in and of itself because it's theater of the mind. You may have been reading Mishpaka magazine, something called Aviva Productions, uh, Productions Mind Theater, where they actually create these vibrant, visually graphic stories, but visual in your mind. It's a, uh, an extraordinary thing. They've started something called the Audio Zone. And we were interested in the story because of the way the company was founded and who it was intended for and, um, and how it broadened out to be able to reach our own families and our own children to broaden our minds through a mind-bending experience through mind theater. So on the line with me today, we have uh, Leib Kranis from Eretz Israel, Yerushalayim Mir Kodesh. And uh, Leib, who else did you bring with you to the microphone? Hi, how are you, Pastor? Shalom Aleichem and Hi-Ho Silver and a Gittner of Yontif. And thanks for joining us here on J-Root, the station that listens to you. And, uh, and thanks for joining the Reb Aleutian. So... Give us uh, an introduction. Is anybody joining you on the uh, on the air with us today? Uh, yes, I have Aviva herself sitting, well, soon to be sitting next to me. Oh, that's great. Okay, we're going to learn all about Aviva and how she really was the impetus for this wonderful project. So we read a little bit about it in Mishpoka magazine. Tell us what Mind Theater is, and uh, we know that you've already had your first production out, The Emperor's Secret, which we'd like to... Uh, I'm sure we're going to get a copy of it here because we've got a whole children's series here that we'd like to hear it on the air here, and then hopefully people can hear it where uh, when they can turn, tune into the audio zone. So let's just get an overview of uh, what Aviva Productions is, and then we'll hear from yourself and Aviva and uh, get a good idea, a good picture, as it were, in our own mind of what uh, mind theater is all about. So spill the beans. What's on, what's on your mind? Um. The way we started, um, Aviva, about seven years ago, um, <clears throat> she was diagnosed actually with, uh, with lupus, which is an autoimmune disease, uh, where you, the body attacks itself. Um, actually, since they found out it's not lupus, she has a very rare case of, of actually something that's not 100% diagnosed at the National Institute of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, is, is dealing with. That's where Aviva gets her treatment. But anyway, so actually, uh, my good friend and partner, Yitzhak Shlomo, better known as Yitzmo, has just walked in. Hi, everybody. 
Hi, how are you? Yitzhak, thanks for joining us. I think you have a, another alias. Isn't that like uh, MJ Ringer or something like that? Am I, am I correct? Not sure if, we, uh, if we're spilling all the beans just yet, but uh, you might be onto something there. Okay. Just that, well, I'm not telepathic, but I, I did happen to call a, uh, a phone number, which uh, sounded vaguely like a character you might be playing, but you'll let us know how, how, how many of the beans you want to spill. We're here to uh, inform our audience to make sure that uh, they're aware of all things that pertain to personal growth, and I think this is one of them. So a- as you were saying, uh, Reb Leib. Yes. Um, so uh, Aviva takes a, a lot of different types of medications for the condition. One of the main medications are steroids. Um, steroids has, is very good. It does a lot of good things, but it unfortunately has a lot of side effects. Yeah, there, um, I, I realize that when I was side effects, when I was, uh, which, uh, I was going to say when I was on, when I was on, on the debating team in college, they accused one of the guys of taking steroids to strengthen his arguments. But I don't think they realized that it had many more side effects to it. And, and we do know that it, it can have a lot of side effects. So how how has it affected Aviva? Um, uh, she contracted glaucoma mm. Mm-hmm. Um, from it, which is pressure behind the eyes. <clears throat> and um, Normally doesn't the affect pressure. People, usually doesn't affect people until they're much older, right? Right, right. But uh, basically it's pressure. That there's a buildup of fluid behind the eyes, and it puts pressure on the optic nerve um, because they, the drainage system in the eye, that's what glaucoma is, is blocked up, so the fluid can't drain out, so it creates pressure behind the eyes, and it slowly destroys the optic nerve. And by the time it was caught, Eva had lost vision in her left eye and most in her right eye. Um, so um, that, that gave us the impetus to start looking at, you know, what can we do? It gave us more awareness about the, the blind community, especially with blind, blind children, although Viva is not totally blind. She's legally blind. Um, and started looking around and thinking, you know, it's Chaval, like if your child is sight impaired, can't enjoy a lot, of, a lot of entertainment that other kids can enjoy. You know, a kid can pop in a, a video, get a lot of, uh, you know, enjoyment from that, but they couldn't. So we thought it would be kind of neat if we could recreate the experience of, of, a, of a video, of a movie, do it all in audio, um, so the blind children could get what I think most would view as, at least currently, the like, ultimate entertainment experience. So that's how my mind theater was born, and you know we went for that. Uh, thank God, anybody listen to the Emperor's Secret, I think will uh, test that we uh, I think hit that mark a a movie, a video without any pictures. So it's a cinematic experience for the mind, which really is kind of a, as I mentioned to you, uh, an old idea which was instituted before there was a television uh, series. And that was in the, the golden age of radio, which I still listen to quite a lot. And anybody who listens to uh, those old productions like Gangbusters or, um, or The Arrow or uh, even uh, The Bob Hope Show and things like that, I'm really dating myself. I mean, this goes way back before sushi was even called, when sushi was just called bait. But even when I was in graduate school, they used to tell us that as impactful as television commercials are and videos are, they said, if you make a radio commercial and you hear a baby crying, everybody will envision their own baby or a child that they know. Whereas if you do it on video, you're going to have to be very, very precise to make sure that that cuteness of that baby appeals to as many people as possible. With audio, you don't have to concern yourself with that. So the idea 
is one which has been around, but taking that idea and now actualizing it and implementing it to the degree of professionalism that you have, that is something which is a Kiddush, and that's why I think people will really be interested in it. So maybe we could also hear from, um, from Yitzhak Shlomo, if you could tell us a little bit about what your involvement is and uh, why, why people should, um, should plug into it, even if, if, even if they're cited. And then we're going to hear from Aviva, because we certainly want to hear from her as well. So um, Yitzhak. Shlomo, tell us about a little bit what's going on as the extension and your next project from, um, from the Emperor's Secret for the Mind Theater, and uh, a little bit about the audio zone as well, so people will know about that as well. Um, okay. Um, Mind Theater. What, 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 was the, what was the first question about the Emperor's Secret? What did you say, the extension of the Emperor's Secret? I didn't understand the, the sentence, the that, question. That the audio zone... Is, and the things which are following after your first production. Okay, sales. fine. I hear what you're saying. <clears throat> um, I'm amazed that I remembered the first was. question. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, I should have wrote it down for you. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, um, I actually I, I met Leib Chaim at, uh, at a, a self-growth seminar and um, sort of hit it off. I guess we both had that sort of hushkafic um, similarity, uh, trying to improve ourselves, and um, similarity. I've been an sim- idea for some time after that called the Chesed Group, uh-huh. which my idea was to was really it was really a selfish way of it was it was a selfish way of using selflessness to improve myself, <laughs> which was basically to do random acts of kindness in the public sphere in a group atmosphere. So that it would be fun, and we would be more motivated to continue doing such types of acts of kindness. Uh, and I immediately went to Leib Chaim because I knew that oh, this was definitely up his alley, and I was right. And so we started doing that together, and um, it had sort of gone on hold for a little while. And uh, and I was pushing him like, let's do something, let's let's get something going again, let's really try to to make an impact. And um, he said, okay, let's let's talk about it come to this particular office that I'll be working on. I'm, I'm starting to, to work on these audio projects a bit to see what's going to happen over there. Fine. So I came over, and uh, before we started talking about the quote-unquote project that we were going to get going, uh, he said, you know, i got to get this, uh, this mind theater thing, this audio book thing out of the way first. So I said, okay, so I'll help you. We'll get it out of the way quickly, <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll move on to bigger and better things. And um, which you which you have already begun to do, so you've released the the Empress Secret, and you have another one which uh, is going to be released soon. Is it in production yet? That's called the Prince of Spain. Has that been produced yet? Yeah, Prince of Spain. Right. So is that out yet? Not out yet. We are in uh, production right now. Uh, script is written, recorded some of the parts. Uh, we. Lamaisa, we have a lot on our plates right now, so we are, have sort of uh, put it put it as a, a close second to the first things that we're working on right now, which is really the audio zone. Okay, so tell um, us about tell us fill us in about the audio zone. What we're going to hear on that, and how people can can access it. So basically, the audio zone is <clears throat> the truth is we borrowed it from we loosely borrowed it from a model in the secular world called audible.com uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, an audiobook website where they feature many many titles and the way it works is you buy a yearly membership 
And with the yearly memberships, you get discounts on the retail value of these audiobooks that are available. And so in the end, if a person is an avid audiobook reader or listener, um, it works out well in their favor to purchase the yearly membership. Um, our yearly membership is, is significantly cheaper than theirs, um, but that's okay because it's even more accessible to those who'd be interested. Um, there's something that's, that's lacking in the, in the from world in terms of entertainment, um, in terms of kids' entertainment. And we understand the challenges with video, and we ourselves are, are you know, not into, into video in that sense. Um, so where are you going to go? You're going to go to audio. Uh, books are great also. Not that uh, we would ever want to uh, want to do away with, with reading material, um, but audio can be very compelling, especially the way that we're producing it. And we're trying to bring to the, to the floor here something with a little more flair than has traditionally been in the Jewish audio productions. For example, not that they're not, they're not good, because my, my kid listens to them all the time, uh, but the audio productions that are out there are generally for a much younger audience, you know, like five years old, four years old, six years old maybe. Um, they don't sound very natural. They sound very, um, and, and it's done on purpose, I'm sure, but uh, they speak very slowly, and the conversations, they, they don't sound like everyday conversations. What we're trying to do is to produce, produce here uh, authentic-sounding uh, audio productions with actors. It's called an audio dramatization. An audio book is when someone just reads from the book as a narrator and reads all the parts. A dramatization has actors playing out of the roles, and that's what we're going for. Uh, so we're taking on various uh, popular kid and teen books from Feldheim and uh, Judaica Press, Mishpacha Jr., and God willing, Menucha will uh, jump on board. We have, we're doing one of theirs right now on the hotline called Baker's Dozen, uh, which is a very popular series. And uh, we're turning them into audio productions with actors, with music, with sound effects. Uh, and, we're, and it's an audio club. A person buys a membership for $23.99. They have that membership for the year. comes with three free CDs, including The Emperor's Secret, which, uh, if you ask me, blows all the other ones out of the water. I don't think there's really any comparison and from the feedback we've been getting. Um, I don't think that I'm being subjective about it. I, I'm pretty sure that it's, it's an objective conclusion. Uh, it comes with two other compilations from the Mishpacha Junior Hotline, which we've been producing ourselves, writing original content and acting it out, producing it. Uh, they're both really good, very funny, informative. Um, so it comes with those three free CDs. person gets access to an additional room on the hotline. The free hotline is already about an hour and a half of content, new content every week. The additional room for the audio zone will be roughly 45 minutes to 60 minutes of additional content. And then, of course, they get discounts on the retail value of any of the audio productions that All right. sounds these various... Sounds interesting. You're going to give us a number where people can reach you. But one of the things that you said which interested me, you said that it's entertainment. Now, it's hard for me to believe that two guys out of Yerushalayim that are as creative as you are and is obviously motivated by chesed, would look at it merely as entertainment. The, the things which I, I produce, which I have a feeling that you're gearing at, it, probably a more appropriate term would be edutainment. I would imagine there's some educational value to what you're producing. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, edutainment's a good word. Yeah, I, I'll add it to my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, not uh, we, we, definitely, we definitely aim to, to infuse our work with educational uh, aspects, especially the Mind Theater productions. Our goal has been from the beginning that 
we want to be able to impact the world in a positive way, not just the Jewish world, by the way. We, we would like these productions to break out into the mainstream market because we believe they're good enough to do so. And simultaneously, the, the material is wholesome. You know, it's not this uh, garbage stuff that Hollywood is putting out there that everyone is stuck on, um, but it has the quality of Hollywood. At the same time, it has the, uh, it has the message of Yiddishkeit as a sort of, it's not even subliminal. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, the Emperor's Secret, it's said outright, you know, the, 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 the tipping point of the production um, is the message is said outright, but it's done in such a way that, that you're thoroughly entertained up to that point, and the message is so obvious, it's like, of course. And we hope that, that when kids are listening to this and they start to really look up to the characters in these productions, that they will, will want to model themselves after them. Sounds good. Speaking of kids, Aviva, are you with us? Is Aviva... Yes. Hi, how are you? How's everything? So how does it feel to be the, um, the focus of something that launched a, uh, such an auspicious project like this? What, what do you like most about listening to these, uh, to these productions? Um. Uh, you call her speechless. That's a, that's a rare occasion. Well, let me ask you this: <laughs> well, Have you listened to the um, to the production of the Emperor's Secret? Yeah. And what did you like about it? Tell us some of the things that you enjoyed about it. Um, I enjoyed very much imagining. I I could see a little bit. Right. I like watching movies, but videos. But um, this is this is very awesome. It's awesome. That's it. That's a great. That that's a great word. That's a word that seems to be going around quite a bit. Um, what do you think is so? Although she likes the fact that uh, she, we were talking at dinner before. Obviously, it's night for us, and she was she was telling us how she liked picturing, not not just the characters and how she thought they would. Um, how they would look. Right? So she also likes picturing like how the actors look. Oh, that's fascinating. She didn't really get to meet them, a lot of them, because uh-huh. she wasn't there for you know some of the, the recording or most of it. So uh, she meets them on the street here in her map HMish and finds out you know that they were part of the action. That <laughs> must be very that must be very exciting. So you're really what's called an impresario. You're the one who really put everything together through your um, through your father's great admiration and and love for you. So I think you're going to be a big inspiration, Aviva, to, uh, to a lot of other kids. And uh, I have a feeling that uh, once this takes off, that uh, you're going to become a little bit of a celebrity. So you just better get ready for that. All right. Um, uh, I'm prepared. You're prepared. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like you're prepared. I want to thank Aviva and her, her father, Leib Kranis, for being with us, and uh, Yitzhak Shlomo Krepel. Just give us a, a contact number where people can find out more about the Audio Zone, and then we'll talk... Um, off the air about maybe how we can get some of the stuff here on the air for our children's hour that people may be able to listen to here, and hopefully act that will act as a uh, as a facilitator to get people to uh, to be part of the great work that you're doing. So just give us a, a contact number where people can find out more about the Audio Zone and the um, the whole ball of wax. Sure, they can call us. It's a it's a U.S. number nine one seven seven two two five three six three. One more time for the West Coast. 917-722-5363.
All right. I want to thank you, gentlemen, and Viva, thank you so much. Wishing you a hakasha for Zemeya. Thanks for joining us here on The Revolution with, with Peretz B. And I wish you much atzlaka. We're looking forward, literally, to hearing from you in the very near future. Thanks, everybody. All right, we're going to be back with more. I want to thank these uh, these fine gentlemen. Anna Viva calling from Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh. It's called Aviva Productions, and you can go to Audio Zone. You've got all the numbers right there. If you need more information, you can give me a call later on during the course of the show. Stay tuned. We've got great things on board for you. We'll be right back with Rabbi Mordecai Fuchs and a lot of things that you're going to need to know about Pesach. This is Parents Be the Reb. Thanks for joining the Revolution.